1: Wonderful friends, welcome to another episode of Simplify Chaos. This is Jillian, one of your hosts, and I'm with my husband
0: and co-host, Nicholas. What's going on, folks? Hope you all are having another great week. Sorry for the computer noises in the background if you hear that. It's making a bunch of noises right now, but I promise that'll go away, or you might not be hearing it at all. <laughs> Jilly, we got another good episode here for everybody. What are we talking about?
1: Today's episode topic is all about relationships during COVID.
0: Yeah. I thought we would uh analyze those a little bit more, see how our relationship between me and you has changed, if any. Our relationship as parents and then our relationship with our housemates.
1: Our roommates. Our roommates. Don't forget our kid. And our
0: I did say that.
1: You said parenting.
0: Well yeah, our that does involve Lucille, doesn't it? I guess it does, you're right. <laughs> JK. All right, but before we get into that, as always, we would love to show a little gratitude. So, Jilly, what are you grateful for today?
1: I'm grateful for you, Boo.
0: Me. Oh, I have a feeling I know why.
1: Well, I was going to say um well, there's a, there's Cause a I lot make great of, cocktails. Well, that I wasn't even thinking that actually. <laughs> but yes, what's the name of that cocktail you made tonight?
0: The Enzoni with muddled grapes muddled grapes no one really thought to put grapes in a cocktail before but it is fantastic it's really good it's
1: one of my new favorites and i know it takes you a little bit more time to uh curate but it is well worth it oh Um, yeah
0: so if you guys are willing you know looking to try campari for the first time which is a very bitter uh liqueur this is a good introduction to that
1: it is i really didn't like campari until you made it with this combination and I was like all right I see you Campari yeah but I am grateful I mean for a slew of things first off for just being open-minded just spontaneous when I'm like hey Nick do you want to go to a park tonight you're like yeah let's let's go for it I mean it was really hot tonight and super sticky and humid (laughs) and the
0: air was what you called still
1: yeah and I mean you could have easily been like yeah I don't feel like it now let's just stay here but you're like yeah let's go for it you're always down doing things and I just really appreciate you and having that fly by the seat of my pants attitude and just being a great sport and also for watching Lucille while I was away for three nights for Randy's family bachelorette party I mean it was really nice to connect and get away we went back to Charlottesville which was yeah it was bittersweet trend because, there right you know I was last time I was there was about two, two or three weeks ago it was with you and you know unfortunately you were not there with us but I had a great foundation for what was good, and then we kind of added to it, which was really, really nice and made for a very laid-back, relaxing trip. Oh,
0: well, yeah. No, I'm glad you guys got to, to go down there, the, all the girls. Um, and have a nice little family weekend. So, you know, it was my pleasure. And we had an awesome time. Um, (laughs) Just we went to my parents' house out in Delaware. They got a chance to spend almost two days with their granddaughter. And she just had an amazing time. And, you know, she's a lot more comfortable, you know, being with them, around them, and just being herself. So it was just awesome to, to have that time with her. Cool, cool. Yeah.
1: What about you? What are you grateful for?
0: So I'm grateful for... Just like Lucille and I's bedtime routine. And it's usually every night is obviously different, but it usually kind of ends up the same way. But last night was kind of a a curveball. And I posted something on my Instagram about it last night just because it it just I don't know. It's just really cool that I stay in there until she falls asleep because I get to see these things. So we're in there and she goes, Papa, monkey chair which she has this chair that's got a monkey on it. It's got, you know, the little things hanging down. It's supposed to vibrate, but we've never put batteries in that. So um, I'm like, it's right here in front of us. And she's like, no, Papa monkey chair. And I'm like, yeah, it's right here. What do, you, what do you want me to do with it? And she didn't wasn't able to communicate what she wanted with it, but I just moved it. And I think that's what she wanted. She wanted it in the middle of the room. So she goes and she sits in it. And then she goes, Papa, sock. Papa, I want a sock. I'm like, okay. I know where she's going with this. She tends to put a sock on her hand. She calls it Mr. Well, I call it Mr. Sacco from uh, Mick Foley in the WWE. And so she's like, I have no idea. Yeah, You have no idea. I'll have to show you a clip of that. It's actually pretty hysterical. (laughs) Um, So she she puts the sock on her hand. And then finally she sees Chili Willie, the doll laying in her crib. And she goes, Chili. You know, she has this way of saying Chili. (laughs) <laughs> so I bring Chili over there. She takes the sock off, and she's asking me to to rock the the monkey chair. So okay, let's go ahead and do that. Rock the monkey chair, and within five minutes, she fell asleep.
1: Rock the monkey, rock the monkey. Let's try to do it. Yeah. Rock the cash, yeah. I'll did. give you an A for for uh, the attempt
0: on that one. I tried my best. Yeah, but it was just really cool. Just her dictating how she wanted to fall asleep. And then she shocked us this morning and was able to open her door. Like, got out of her room and started knocking on our door to come in.
1: She can turn knobs. Holy
0: crap. So, a very interesting 24 hours with her. It was awesome. I I wouldn't change anything. I love just being in the room watching her go to sleep. I know some parents may think it's an inconvenience to, to do that or that you're supposed to... Let them go in there and fall asleep by themselves. But, you know, for for me, I really just kind of enjoy that that slow time and just being able to be with her while she goes to sleep. And I'm not saying that there's a right or a wrong way to do that either. Like this is just the way that I prefer to, to do it. And, you know, it's, it's just great. And, and if I didn't do that, then I would have missed something totally cool like that last night.
1: Yeah, I mean she forces us to move and play and then she forces us to slow down. So, yeah. thanks to for like balancing the hell out of our day. Oh yeah.
0: <laughs> All right. Cool. So, want to jump into our covid relationship yes. episode
1: here. So you brought up this topic and I thought it was very interesting. It kind of made me reflect on what changes we've had as in our marriage, what changes we've had, you know, with our roommates, with Lucille and kind of what changes I've had with myself just as far as, um, our everyday. like a lot of things have changed. We've been
0: in close quarters for almost six months now.
1: Yeah. And I don't really think...
0: Well, maybe five months. I don't even know. See, that's the thing. Nobody knows anymore.
1: (laughs) And we've talked about like things we're doing to make it more exciting and things that we're noticing, um, you know, with traveling and just, you know, trying to get more experiences and being creative with that. But I don't think I really dissected our relationship, which I'm not sure if it's a good thing or a bad thing, which means I don't think many changes have happened. But I know there have been tweaks and things that we have done. I want to say subconscious intentional, if that makes any sense, because it's mm-hmm. like we knew ahead of time that we had to make some changes in order to feel more at ease and to feel more healthy, you know, with everything being in the home.
0: Yeah. And a lot. just being around each other a lot more. Yeah. Obviously it's, it's tough for us to go and hang. I mean, and we have, we've hung out with, with friends and stuff like that, but it's certainly not at the level that it used to be. So we're around each other a lot more. Uh, we're around Lucille a lot more together or separately. And we're around, you know, our roommates a lot more. So it's, it, there's a, a lot of time where we're all together in this house. And I thought it would be a good idea for us to reflect on, on how that's either benefited our relationship if it's challenged our relationship if it's done nothing at all and and, you know and i thought this would be a good idea for us to kind of just talk about it
1: yes and the overall theme that i found as i was like going through all those different relationships was that communicating my wants and my needs no matter what how crazy they sounded like just putting it out there and not being afraid of that. And then just establishing routines and rhythms to meet those needs and wants with everything like that has been the meat and potatoes of like me thriving in this scenario. I'm not sure if you noticed that too. I
0: think it's the same thing. And I always felt that we were great communicators before, but it really, kind of looking back on just some of the the situations particularly early in the whole pandemic when we were sheltering in place for for a long time with really no contact with anybody it it was clear to see when you were frustrated or needed something or needed something else and i'm sure it was the same way with me and typically we would communicate that it doesn't happen often, but sometimes I feel like, you know, it was, we were holding things in and just like, you know what, this is just the situation. Let's deal with it. You know, we, we know this is something that's out of our control, but then I think it was like, even during one of our early COVID episodes where you kind of opened up and said something and, you know, it kind of led to us communicating even more Mm -hmm. after that podcast episode. And, And I think you hit the nail on the head and, and it's, not just with with families, but businesses that communicate well to their employees are the ones that are being successful now too. And I, I feel like when you're in a household with with folks, communicating how you feel, you know, if you feel like you're doing more of the work in the house or if you feel like you're being more of a parent than somebody else, that it's important to speak up and say how you're feeling so that you can have a critical conversation on on how you can Resolve that. And, and, you know, like you said, change your routines to to meet the needs of each other. So it's it's about working together and not separately. And it really does start with communication.
1: Yeah, uh, definitely. Transparency is crucial, especially Mm -hmm. when you see each other all the time and you're (laughs) like, all right, we need to get some things in order in order for me to thrive independently and then with you and then with Lucille. Uh, Did you want to start first with kind of like our marriage? Yeah. I okay.
0: mean, and I think just kind of talking about the communication was the first part is I did feel like we were really good at communicating about things. And it became apparent early on that maybe we weren't communicating as much as we should, particularly about, you know, feeling either stress or anxiety or just needing to to step away for a few minutes. Um, and, you know, we really started doing that much better um after we had that that episode there but that was really the 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 one big thing that i saw in our relationship um also early on too and, and even to this day i mean the the extracurricular activities were always on point and and are continuing to be on point it
1: was like extracurricular you know activities what I'm talking about. can you just say sex because i was like what i like making Frisbee? i like making you think <laughs> i'm night. definitely at a question mark Yes, I will say having our, well, we already kind of had routines in place for having sex mm-hmm. at, like twice a week and that has carried on. I think yeah. that has kind of helped keep us both in check with making sure that we're finding ways to be romantic and compliment each other because, you know, I need some kind of foreplay buildup. I can't just, you know, go at it. You know, not, I'm not like a dude and we had to be creative with finding ways to just be more intentional romantics Mm -hmm. you know uh i will say that the one thing that is different is like the whole date nights aspect and we managed to squeeze out like i think we're really good at finding pockets of opportunities to make it happen and we found a pocket and we went out um in baltimore for a date night and then we were able to do sneak away for a little getaway so i think we're we're doing the best with what we can work with, and we are yeah. finding ways to connect without Lucille, which I think is truly, truly important. And, of course, this podcast kind of lends that as well. It, it mm-hmm. schedules in time once a week where we talk without Lucille. It's our
0: little therapy session sometimes. It so
1: is. <laughs> um, and we definitely schedule in time for connection. Like, as soon as COVID started, not long after, we were like, hey, why not once a week we go grab coffee and just chat, even if it's just – Maybe not even chatting. Maybe it's just kind of like sitting in a car and just being with each other and just being okay with just being with each other and getting out of the house. It feels like a nice reset for the middle of the week. And to be able to do that with you and even sit in the silence or sit in the chat, Mm -hmm. it's just it's nice for us.
0: Yeah, I think early on it was just kind of silent rides. Like it was just <laughs> yeah. like, well, we kind of know everything about each other's day. Not much <laughs> is going on. Let's just listen to some music and grab some coffee. But now it's you know working. Um, you know you're building your business, and then now things are starting to gear up as the school year starts to to approach. So there's been a lot more chatter than I would say early on. We it was just kind of like, all right, what well. We know what's going on in each other's day. You're watching the kids. I'm downstairs working. You know, what else is there really to talk about? Uh, but, yeah, I agree. Uh, the, the date night things have, have changed a lot, and we were lucky enough to get out to go to, why um, can't I think, Gunther.
1: Oh, yeah. Gunther and Company. And then
0: go to, to Charlottesville uh, on an on actual couple night trip, which was mm-hmm. amazing. But our date nights really still consist of being here in the house. So, yeah, that has changed. But it it's also been great. You know, we have a nice routine with our roommates. You know, I'll buy dinner one week and then Mark will buy dinner the, the next week. So it's, it's really nice. It's not nickel and diming or anything like that. It's just like, you know, hey, it's my week or hey, it's your week. And we all like the same stuff, which makes it easy. So we can all order from the same place rather than us going to five different places and picking up things. So yeah, our date nights have changed, but it's also you know brought us together as a household, I think a lot closer as well.
1: So I guess we can talk about our roommates. Um, I feel like not much has changed with them, even though we're in the house more, I think if anything, we're just communicating more about um, like, chores, Mm -hmm. so to speak, you know, finding rhythms with certain laundry and like I might have something in there when someone else needs to use a washing machine and we're very flexible and just saying, hey, you know, take it out and put it back in when you're done or like I think we just communicate more just about certain duties. Like Mm -hmm. obviously we're in the house more, so there's more dirt and more stuff because it's like we're in and out in and out or just in in in
0: all the time and we've got kids that are growing and moving and moving and getting into things (laughs) and throwing things and pushing yeah Yeah, it's it's a it's a full-fledged household we're running here now
1: but i think it goes back to just the kind of people we are you know we if we're able to pick up we pick up you know it's not like well, she did that, so she needs to do that, or he did that, and he needs to do that. It's like, hey, I see something. I'm mm-hmm. gonna take it upon myself to help it out, like yeah. just to fix it. Like all of us are just very easygoing and very respectful in that nature. So I find that it's been a very simple shift. Yeah. To if we need help, it's like, hey, well, why don't we make a schedule or why the poop don't we schedule? Yeah, like. <laughs> you know every other weekend they'll do that and we'll do this you we're know we're
0: talking about cleaning up dog shit in the backyard <laughs> just so people know
1: i just think that it's very it's very easy which we're very fortunate to have such amazing roommates um randy and mark and i think that it's going really well so far again communicating being transparent mm-hmm. and then us being respectful and it pays back, you know, it goes full circle. I think when you're kind to other people, people want to be kind back. So,
0: yeah, I think that's the the common denominator is that all of us understand that, you know, this this is a household that we all are responsible for and everyone's very kind. We we tend to pick up when we see other people are doing a little bit more. But I mean, it goes without a lot of it goes without saying. Um, sometimes we do have to have conversations like we talked about the the poop schedule uh, in the backyard. Sometimes it, you know, it gets a little lax and, you know, we just need to stay ahead of that. Um, dishes, you know, depends on who cooks, you know, some nights, you know, I'll do the dishes. Other nights, Mark will do the dishes. Um, some nights, Randy will do the dishes and you'll do the dishes, but I mean, you do a lot of the cooking. So, you know, you're kind of exempt from the, the dish cleaning, but, uh, yeah, it's really nice that we all have that, um, I don't want to say trust, but, you know, just the trust in each other to kind of pick up when things are, you know, need to be done. So it's great. We love having them here.
1: And I will add one more thing. Um, I think being able to kind of let go of control because things are a little bit more dirty and out of Mm -hmm. place. It's like I had to kind of check in with myself and be like, oh, all the dishes weren't done. And I came down, you know, in the kitchen and there was some stuff. Or there's things on the counter and I just had to like that's all right. Like it is shit's different and it's And it'll get cleaned up. Yeah. It will. And the thing is I'm able to do it. So and it's not a big deal. Like there's no reason to be like, well, why wasn't this done? It's like, you know what? It's life, you know? Life's messy. And sometimes they may have had an issue, like, Oh my god, I was so tired or Reese wouldn't go to bed. And I like totally get it. So it's like, who am I to like tell people what they should or shouldn't do? It's just shut up, Jill, and just pick up the fucking mess. Like, you'll yeah. be okay.
0: Well, and I think it, it also goes to thinking about the other things that they do for us, too. Oh, it's just like when when you feel like, okay, well, now I'm doing this again. But it's just like, no, they, they do so much for us, too. So, you know, it, I, I'm being silly right now.
1: It is. And I just had to check myself and kind of what we said back on the, when we, the episode when we were sitting down and chatting with Randy and Mark just about, like, Finding things that are out of place, like Reese's bibs, like scattered <laughs> on the floor. I'm like, I'm gonna be sad one day when I don't see Reese's bibs on the floor anymore because that means he's not around. So, like, I have to find or gratitude. He's outgrown bibs. <laughs> I have to find gratitude in the mess because there's a mess because there's amazing people living with us, which yeah. is which is so good.
0: So I guess that leaves the the relationship with our daughter. Then it does. Where do we start? <laughs>
1: I mean, I think the biggest thing to keeping a healthy relationship with Lucille is just also letting go of control yep. and trusting in her decisions.
0: I feel like I've done that more in the last five months than I had before. And maybe it's because I'm here a lot more and I see her throughout the entire day. Or I don't know if I would have done that you know, just naturally, but. Yeah, I'm really enjoying just letting go of that control and seeing where her mind takes her. And obviously, when she does things that are dangerous, we're going to stop her from doing that. Or things that are, quote-unquote, not nice, like pushing down her cousin all the time.
1: Yeah, man. But yeah, I she mean, just pushes him down a lot. <laughs> she
0: does. And then when he's sitting down after she's pushed him the first time, she'll go in for the second time and make sure that he's on his back. So. It's a uh, it'll go away or it's one day when he's uh, <laughs> a little bit older and wiser and is able to push her down. She's she's going to get hers. But um, yeah, just I, I love just letting her going and seeing where she's going to go. Just like what I talked about at the beginning of the, you know, the podcast and the gratitude portion was that. I don't force her to lay down and go to sleep. You know, if she wants to read a book, we'll read a book. There will be a point where I say, OK, let's try to, to lay down and go to sleep. And, you know, she usually does. But like last night, she had complete control of how she wanted to go to sleep. And man, I'm just glad that I allowed that to happen.
1: I think it's it's pretty marvelous seeing you just transition more and more into being an amazing dad like, just throughout her stages, because I know this is the really tough part. Like, I'm sure there's going to be challenges later. Like, every year there's a challenge. Oh, yeah. But new challenge. The new, challenge ways, new challenge this, right now, is allowing her to process her emotions without judgment. hmm You know, and it, it's really difficult because yeah. you may have been brought up a certain way or you may have been getting advice from other people about how you should parent, but I think you are taking full ownership of, like, how you want to parent Lucille and going with it. And, We're seeing like crazy, crazy benefits with how she's developing and communicating and every kid's different. But man, our daughter is fucking rad as hell. And
0: and I have to thank you for the way that I'm going approaching this because I've learned a ton from you. I mean, you are a natural mother. Like from day one, you have been just on point and you're so great with her. And I've had to learn certain kind of patience and and really to be more mindful and say, Hey, listen, you know, she's gonna, she needs to explore. She needs to figure things out. You know, it was just the other morning when I was at my parents' house, my, fa- my dad and I were out walking. He had uh, their dog and I was walking Lucille and I brought the stroller. She usually doesn't start in the stroller because she likes to walk, but you know, she got in there early and she started crying and just letting it go. And I, and I was just like, you know what? I'm just going to kind of let her do that because she hasn't had a good cry in the last 24 <laughs> or 48 hours because Papa is just amazing. And no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but she hadn't. And I was just like, you know what? She she needs to get this out. You know, she needs to, to feel that. You know, I think previous me would want to get her to stop as quick as possible. But. Mm. I realize, you know, that they they have to get that out sometimes. So it's just like, yeah, we're going to let it go. We're going to keep walking in this direction and we'll eventually get back to Mimi and Pop-Pop's house. So,
1: wow, babe, that's pretty in- intuitive just to let her yeah. process her feelings. No, but you're absolutely that, I mean, right. That was the first thing I yeah. thought of is
0: just like, you know, what she's got it. And you always say, it, you know, she's feeling her feels and she has to feel them sometimes.
1: Just looks a lot different. You know, she puts it all out there where we all, yeah, most of the time we try and hide it in. It's like yeah, she uh, doesn't she, care. <laughs> yeah. Uh so I actually had one more relationship. Oh. The relationship with myself. Yeah. And I have found that when this whole pandemic started, and I had to be a lot more intentional with setting boundaries mm-hmm. so that I was having some chunks of alone time, having chunks of work time and then just having chunks of play time i feel like there was more physical boundaries before and we did talk about this but i'm getting better at practicing those boundaries and deliberately saying no and declining things that as well maybe before like i have to go to all these work meetings like Mm -hmm. they're asking me i should go but now i'm just like you know what it's not a good time i need to do this instead because it's gonna prime me to be a better mom better wife Better, Jill. Better, teacher. so I'm finding it being easier because of this COVID situation. Saying no and setting really clear boundaries in order to make sure that I feel
0: my best self. I agree. Uh, it was definitely a self check when you when I first started working from home. Uh, it I felt I felt myself working a lot more, and it, part of, part of it was that we had a responsibility to a lot of our clients to try to get them through this situation. Mm. And so I didn't want to let any of my teammates down. And I know they were feeling overworked. You know, we were kind of all in it together doing that. But at the same time, this was something so new that we were all experiencing and trying to figure out how to deal with this and how to deal with kids and how to deal with working remotely and how to deal with not seeing our friends and being able to go out to wherever we wanted. It was just a lot to take in. And, and you're right, it, it was kind of... We had to check ourselves and say, "Hey, listen, where this is the long haul. Like this doesn't seem like it's going to go away. And we need to start pacing ourselves, and know when to get up and walk away, know when to say no, um, realize that this isn't a standard work day anymore. That you can get up and do some things, and you know, get back to your computer later on in the day or in the evening. Um, you know, so it, it's taken a while to adjust to that, but uh, you know, I, I've definitely done that and." I feel much better like I I love working from home now. I love being here. I love being able to, you know, shut my laptop off and come up and hang out with Lucille and you and, and you know, enjoy dinner and it's just been a great adjustment. I kinda don't want to go back to the office anymore.
1: Well, who knows what the future holds. Who knows?
0: Yep. Yep. Well we will see. But anything else about working on your yourself? <laughs>
1: No, I, I think we covered it all pretty,
0: awesome. pretty swimmingly. Yeah. Nick Kaselniak has some good ideas every now
1: and then. You day. do. Yeah. You have awesome ideas. You say you're not creative, but I, you oh, are. Yeah. So you got any
0: resources for our listeners, Jill?
1: I do. I found a blog post. Um, and this person is also on um, Instagram as well. Her name is Elizabeth Earnshaw. I believe she is some type of professional counselor. I don't know if it's like marriage counselor, couples counselor, like, um, and it, the, sorry, the blog post is titled, uh, relationships in close quarters. And she kind of gave what she likes to call her three R's. I had a better opening and I forgot oh, no. it. No, um,
0: The three R's.
1: The three R's for kind of helping keep relationships healthy when Mm -hmm. you're like are seeing each other all the time. All right. So the first R is rituals. Your schedule and rituals will change. This can make life feel chaotic and disorganized. It also creates a scenario in which you might unintentionally violate other people's needs for connection, quiet, work time, or space. Take time to sit down as a unit to talk about how you would like to ritualize the following. So she gives you examples like alone time, work time, fun time, Mm -hmm. connection time, and decompressing time.
0: Is connection time extracurricular activities? Oh my gosh,
1: probably. (laughs) And then under each R, she lists really great questions to kind of think about and ask each other and your partner. Um, I didn't put them in there, but... If you want to, gotta
0: check out the blog post. Yes,
1: so that's the first R. The second R is respect. When people get familiar with each other, they sometimes forget their manners. When we were super comfortable, and when we are super comfortable and have little space from each other, it can be easy to become disrespectful in the way we engage with the people we love. And she just asked another great questions about to think about the everyday things you do. You know, how are you speaking to each other? Are you you know, checking in on each other. Just a lot of great questions just to make sure that um, you're not falling short of, you know, kind of like how we always say we're dating each other. We don't want to get so comfortable that we don't make the extra efforts and do the little things to make each other feel special. Kind of where she was going with that.
0: R-E-S-P-E-C-T. Jesus. Sock it to me. (laughs) (laughs) That always reminds me of the... uh, uh, an episode of The Office where Michael Scott is just like trying to say that, and he's like Yes, because he doesn't know how oh, to spell. Yeah. Oh, it was great. I love The Office so yeah. much. So the third R, I apologize. No, no,
1: it's okay. You always have to put in your humor uh, is responsiveness. This is a time of great stress for individuals and families. People are concerned about health, finances, safety, and so much more. Mm-hmm. This is particularly challenging for the relationship. Often when one person is stressed, the other person is able to be responsive to that stress. It becomes a little more difficult when both people are experiencing stress at the same time. How can you create space for the other person when you are feeling as if you don't have space for yourself? And again, she gives you a list of great questions to think about and talk about to realize, you know, are you responsive? Are you being proactive? Like what can you do to make sure that you're balancing each other out so you both aren't going fucking nuts you know, together.
0: And I definitely resonate with that because I feel like at the beginning, like there were times when we were probably both stressed oh, yeah. and it was really hard to help each other out and, and also help yourself out. But now that we've communicated and we've, we've got a routine down, it's very easy to tell if if I'm stressed or it's easy for me to tell if you're stressed and I know it's just like, okay, let me take Lucille away for a little bit and. <laughs> you know, give you some time alone. So it's, it almost goes without communicating, but there are times when you're just like, I've got, I've got to get away. But like, um, I think we've done a much better job being able to take care of each other because we're able to read each other better and we're both not stressed out at the same time.
1: I agree. So yeah, three R's.
0: Good stuff. And how about that quote of the day there, Jill?
1: Okay. So I had two. Ooh. Can I share
0: too? You can share too. Okay. This is so, one of those rare episodes where you get two quotes of the day.
1: The first one is from Ernest Hemingway. Hem. The most painful thing is losing yourself in the process of loving someone too much and forgetting that you are special too. To me, that resonated Touché. so much. <laughs> I think sometimes we often put others before ourselves and forget that we are important first, and that's what yeah. kind of...
0: It's that classic, you got to take care of yourself before you can take care of others. Mm-hmm. Or if you want to use the airplane reference, put on your mask before you put on your child's mask.
1: <laughs> I thought you were going to quote from the movie Airplane nah. like with Leslie.
0: <laughs> I'd have to dive into that. I oh. have to think about that one. But yeah. Yeah. Good that's... stuff. I like that one.
1: And the last quote is kind of long, but it's from Elizabeth Earnshaw, who is the person who wrote that blog post. The more you work from a space of transparency, the kinder you become. Because then those in your life start to know where you really stand and how you really feel and offering them that realness is the very kindest, most honest, and the most good you can
0: do. Word. I agree with that. Shazam. <laughs> you dropped in your Shazam for the episode. <laughs> All right. And lastly, how about that take action challenge?
1: Your take action challenge today is to look at your rituals Look at your respectfulness. Yes. And look at your responsiveness to yourself and to the people and the relationships around you. Wonderful. Yeah.
0: Way to sum it up there. I love it. Right? Three R's. There you go. All right, folks. Well, that's going to do it for today's episode. If you like this episode, please do us a favor and help us spread the message. You can do this by writing a review or simply by sharing this episode with a friend. And remember, sharing sparks a conversation. Conversation leads to action. And action is how we're able to live a happy and intentional as hell lifestyle. We want to thank you all for listening today. And we will see you again next week. See you later, guys.